Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame, Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody. Welcome. Ho-ho! Yeah, baby. As I fade out the music, I am the producer of the show today as well. This is exciting. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. The Mark Oak Show, number one professional wrestling show on the planet. How about the universe? Should we go universe, Fish? Sure, why not? Why not? I mean... Who's the universal title, why not take it? Yeah, you know. Let's just do it, man. Of course, uh, Andrew Fish Fane in there. my One of my esteemed co-hosts. And if you would like to hear his losing, I mean winning sports information, check him out tomorrow night on SportsX Thank Radio, so 8, po- 8 Post Meridian. How'd your weekend go, by the way? So far, so good. A little up, a little down. Okay, fair enough. And uh, breathing in the background, Joe DeFalco, everybody, from Future Stars of Wrestling here in Las Vegas. Joe, how are you? I think you had a card last night, right? Uh, Yeah, yes, we did. And, you know, we got the big one coming up, man. We got some big names coming up to our uh, full tilt weekend, AEW weekend, whatever you want to call it, Memorial Day weekend. It's a lot of weekends, all wrapped into one weekend. Wow. It's it's like a weekend sandwich. It's a yeah. whole lot of weekend. Well, we'll give Joe a chance to hype that up a little bit as we go through the show. But we're going to bring you all the best in pro wrestling news entertainment here. And, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know, this week was blah, I think, <laughs> generally is the, the word for it. Not a, not a whole lot of... You know, big news or anything like that. Usually somebody does something really stupid. But I suppose the we can start with Tony Khan's big announcement, if you would like. We have a joint show coming up here from the United Center in Chicago. So AEW is going to team up with New Japan Pro Wrestling to do the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Should be a lot of fun there. Of course, last time Ring of Honor did a show with New Japan, sold out Mass and Square Garden. Guys, are you excited about the possibilities of what could come with this show. What do you think, Fish? No, because it seems to me that AEW has guys coming in anyway, so there's nothing new that's going to happen here except for facing the New Japan guys. Joe, what do you think about this thing? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. It's like they use Suzuki and they use guys from New Japan. So what forbidden door is it? It isn't like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that they're going to use guys. Lance Hoyt bounced back and forth. He's been a guy in New Japan forever. And, you know, it's good for the guys. I know Danielson, that was like one of his stickling points that the WWE went out of their way to try to give him that opportunity to uh, wrestle in Japan. You know, now if uh, Danielson is wrestling uh, Nakamura, that would be a bigger deal, but eh, whatever. You know, it's it's not a forbidden door. Ring of Honor did it, and yeah, they sold out, and of course it was WrestleMania weekend when they did it. So, 
you know, it's it's just another show at this point, I think, because they did stuff with Impact and they're doing stuff now as Ring of Honor. So, just just uh, you know, something for Tony Khan to to get on TV and high P, as we've seen, he really likes to be a character on TV. So, yeah, the, the Forbidden Door would be. You know, the Young Bucks fighting and the Usos coming out to fight the Young Bucks. That would be the Forbidden Door. That is kind of the new Forbidden Door because you do see a lot of the New Japan guys are now coming over and making appearances on AEW on a pretty consistent basis. You know, Adam Cole just wrestled Ishii the other on a Rampage, or, yeah, 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 rampage on Friday night. Tournament. Yeah, I mean, they're all sneaking in here now, so I don't know. I don't know if it's that forbidden anymore. You know? Yeah, uh, like I said, the only forbidden one, it looks like it would be between WWE and AEW. Yeah, pretty much. But there well, are some... Yeah, the WWE and anybody in reality. Oh, I, and then Mickey James was allowed to come back to for the Royal Rumble through uh, from Impact. Yeah. yeah. See, that, to me, that was a bigger deal that WWE had somebody who was a Impact champion, but uh, WWE doesn't you know, think of impact in any way. They could say that AEW is not competition, but impact is definitely no competition. Yeah, that's for sure. But I, I will say that I would be very intrigued if you had, say, Brian Danielson taking on Okada. Now, that would be a match that I think everybody would get pretty hyped up about. Because we haven't seen Okada really come over here yet for quite a while. So... No, but the question was, is, are you going to get hyped up a... about a one-off match, or are you going to get hyped up if there's going to be a storyline between them? I, I'd just be hyped to see the match, period. No, I think those guys in a, this position, is, uh, who, I don't think the storyline matters. Sometimes, sometimes the storyline's important, and sometimes it's just about the match. Yeah, so, well, we'll see where this turns out. I mean, you got two great organizations putting something together, so. But and that, and that becomes my question to you, Joe. When you have two organizations that are going to work together in that regard, how do you decide which guy is going to put which guy over without making the other like without look, making the other organization look weak? Well, we, we had to do that with GCW last year when we did the show, and this year Sammy Callahan's crew, which is you know half of Impact, we're doing the FSW versus Revolver show, and you know. He's been busy, but, you know, hopefully later today we're, we're actually going to put together. And yesterday my kid was kind of being like, well, what about him? And, oh, what about him? And it's like, well, we're looking at it as about 14 guys on each side, and that's having like an eight-man, you know, New Japan-style tag and a six-man scramble and then pretty much like, you know, five singles matches. And it's like, well – Josh Alexander won the Impact title, so if Josh Alexander is working on the show to uh, in the ma- in the show, he's not going to be able to put somebody over. And Trey Miguel just won the title, but lost the X Division title, so he's not going to put somebody over. Well, then on my end, you know who are we going to have Hammerstone beat because he's not going to put somebody over. You know what I mean? And it's like now it's about getting the best matchups and who could do that. You know, it was kind of like when we had Hammerstone versus Cage. We had to do a schmoz the first time, and then the next time we had to have Davey Richards, and then there was a snowstorm, and he couldn't make it. So we had to put in T.J. Perkins because we had to make it a three-way match because we needed somebody to take a pinfall. And that's the most complicated part of, of everything is getting a matchup that people haven't seen, that they're going to care about, 
and then having a decision in the match because in this day and age, schmazes are are no fun. So define a schmaz for anybody out there that, that doesn't know what that means. Well, it's 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 really a non-decision. It's a count out. It's a disqualification. It's somebody else getting involved. That way, neither participant who's able to do so, or or at this time, and you know, certain guys refuse to to take a pin because they feel it hurts their brand and in most cases it's like who cares that you don't want to take a pin too bad don't work the show but if you have a guy on a show like the briscoes or met cardona who are going to be in vegas that weekend you know depending on who they work you know the briscoes might put over the good brothers but they're not going to put over my local tech team yeah, so there you go. It, yeah, it's, people don't realize, you know, when you when you talk about doing these joint cards, and, you know, we all would love to see, you know, for example, any WWE card, but it's not just a matter of, okay, we're going to put some, you know, put some people in the ring against each other. It, there's a lot of political stuff that goes on in the background, and you don't want to hurt either brand, and you don't want to hurt the wrestlers' brands either. Obviously, they're trying to protect themselves too. So there's there's a lot more that goes into a joint effort. You know, even at like I said, even at the level with with Joe, you know, doing what he's doing with FSW and GCW, whoever else is coming in. So absolutely, because you can't have the tag team championship, the champion champions from one promotion come to another promotion and lose, because then all of a sudden that means everybody they've beaten in their in their promotion doesn't look nearly as good because they just lost to somebody else. Right. Yeah, it's tricky. It is really tricky. I mean, and, you know, and you think you take the. Uh, the political aspect of it and the storyline effort of it just within one organization, and now you are multiplying it by 20. So it's it's not easy to do what these guys are doing. So No, not at all. I mean, being a booker cannot be easy or fun at times, I'd imagine. Hey, booker man, would you agree with that? <laughs> uh, no, uh, w- with, without a doubt, you know, um, had an incident yesterday, you know, we had uh, one of our guys, a good character, and, you know, generally loses. So we have some new talent from uh, Arizona that we've been bringing in, and we're high on this guy. And he walked into the office, and he was like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. oh, he's going over, and you could just see, like, Almost, he didn't say anything, but you could just see, like, the surprise. Like, I'm the local guy. I've been doing it for a long time. Here's a younger dude. I know I'm finally getting a win, and now I'm not getting a win. And didn't didn't do not do his job. You know, everything was fine. But then, you know, he of course had to come over and talk to me. You know, what I wanted in the match. But I knew what it really was. He was kind of like digging for information. You know, as almost like needing an explanation why. And, you know, and the reality is I'm a nice person. So it's, you know, I'm not going to go out there. And a lot of times people don't, you know, aren't going to say I'm politically correct. You know what I mean? But it's like, you know, he's worked hard. He's done a good job. But the reality of it is you're lucky you're on the show. You know, there's a lot of people I could use. I'm choosing to use you to put this guy over because that guy beating you is a good win for him. You beating him, who's a newcomer that nobody really knows yet, 
by beating him doesn't do anything for you. And it's, you know, getting these people to buy into it. And unfortunately, if they don't like it, well, then, you know, then move on, you know, because in reality, their job is to do what I need them to do. That's their job. Welcome to the world of wrestling promotion. Isn't it a hoot? It's you know, all very fascinating. I just want to punch the guy in the face. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> well, don't do that. You know, shut the F up and do what you're told. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I, I told Kevin I told Kevin Cross that on numerous occasions. He backed down, of course. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know. By the he way. You wore the pants in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By the way, I uh, want to wish, uh, and, and, and I'll say Kevin and Elizabeth, but, of course, Cross and Scarlett got married up in Alaska, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. They eloped. Well, I lost and, the uh, invite. Where was my invite? I mean, there were actually three pretty big weddings because there was that one. There was obviously Corey Graves and Carmella and Alexa Bliss and her husband. Yeah. Well, Cross did uh, th- those two. were. I guess they were doing a show in Alaska and decided to get married while they were up there. And they posted a video of it. It was a really private ceremony, but. I gotta say, those two, I they're gonna make it. They're they they seem pretty happy together. That was that was a pretty cool ceremony. If you haven't seen it, go to his uh his uh the YouTube's got his YouTube's got the full video on it. But it was pretty yeah, cool. It, it was weird because I thought I saw like a, a week or so earlier where he made it seem like they were gonna stream it and you had to buy it their wedding, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we eloped and got married. I'm like. Eh. Yeah, I mean, like, to be honest with you, other than Bray Wyatt, Cross's release from WWE to me is still the biggest surprise and the biggest, why would you do that? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So, yeah, we'll see where he ends up. But congratulations to those two. Absolutely. Uh, well, speaking of WWE, let's uh, hit Raw and SmackDown. And, I, you know, I, I try to just hit points a lot of times because uh, I have a life and I can't watch everything. But I sat through Raw this week. Oh, <laughs> who'd you lose a bet to, Fish? Yeah. Oh, really? But I, like I said, and, and I said to you this going in, it, it is still not a great product, but the product over the last few weeks has been better than it has been over the last year. It was, it was okay. I, I, I give Cody Rhodes credit, Seth Rollins credit, Kevin Owens credit. You know, when they wrestle, a lot of, when when these guys actually get a chance to wrestle. Generally, it's pretty good, but of course, we had the title change on the show. Well, actually, the man, he's the man. I told you, Austin Theory. Oh, no, dude, you can't say Just that. Theory now, please. Can't say that. He's been randomized. Theory is the new United States champion as he knocks off Finn Balor. To... And I think Finn Balor's WWE career is coming to a, a, a grinding halt. Well, I, apparently, I from what came to a grinding halt two, three years ago, but hey. I think it came to a total grinding halt when the rope snapped in the the Demon Roman Reigns match. No, I, that was I, I, the funny thing is, is this was a the guy they picked to be the first Universal Champion. Isn't that crazy? Well, I'll tell you, when you think about that, of course, for those that don't remember that, he won the Universal title, was the initial champion, and but got hurt in the match uh, and had to relinquish the title the next night. So Finn Balor was on the road to being one of the faces of WWE. And look where he is now, just a few years later. Yeah, I mean, he never he never recovered that position, obviously. I don't know if it's because of the injury or there are other factors at play. 
yeah, it's it's strange to see, but but I, yeah, I I think the injury was the what set the tone, and then it's like you know you see it all the time where you know you you almost lose your spot, and then it's like how do you recapture the spot? And there's so many guys that they bring in, and again, I didn't think he was a great fit for what WWE wants to do. You know, I thought he was another guy that they that that was part of like that Triple H type crew. That they were the guys, they were the indie darlings. They come in and they get signed, even though he's New Japan darling, whatever it is. But not the Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn crew. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, sometimes it works, and a guy like Kevin Owens, who was out of the mold somehow, Vince loves. And he can do no wrong, but then there's those guys that, you know, there's one little certain thing about them they don't like, and the burial begins. Well, and you knew, and you knew it was going to be tough sledding for Finn Balor, and this is more recent, obviously, when they had the demon lose finally because the demon was undefeated. Yeah, and and he was, and when at the time when Balor won the Universal Title, well, he was red hot. I mean, everybody was just. I mean, he's still over with the audience. Yeah. It, yeah, you know, well, but I, if you watch that match with Theory, the the whole crowd was. I mean, this is a U.S. title match, and the whole crowd was kind of, eh. What do you, you know, what do you and, mean it was a U.S. title match like that's something good. Now Theory's now wins the United States title. Now he has to go on a twenty three match losing streak till they finally let him redefend that title. <laughs> <laughs> but well, do you think? Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that that's actually going to happen? Or because he's the chosen one from Vince McMahon that he's going to be get, get on a pretty big role? And, and it wasn't like Theory, the match was bad or anything like that. You know, I mean, Theory's a, a pretty solid wrestler. Yeah, he's a good choice. I mean, if you know? have someone beat Balor, at least Theory is believable in beating him. Yeah, but, I, but, but do you guys think that he's going to get treated like a lot of the... Although secondary you, you champions know, lately. He and now thinks that he could be the U.S. champion because he but, defeated Theory. The, see, the problem is you, it's it's always what we think is going to happen. And then, you know, Damian Priest didn't lose till he actually won a title. Then he started losing. It was like, okay, you won the title. Because, again, that's the WWE mold of how they find a challenger for the title instead of winning a bunch of matches and getting the title shot, you have to now beat the guy in a non-title match to run the circuit of five matches over the next four, pay, you know, six pay-per-views. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, and I, the, the other big way they've been doing it is if you pin the guy when it's a, a, a thrown-together tag team. Yeah, it's multi-man, six-man. That's why I say I beat you this week, you beat me next week, we have a tag match the week after. And it's, it's you know, you... We can f- criticize AEW all the time, but th- their show is going to be good matches, and it seems like events, you know, if, if you win, you move on from the feud. While in WWE, it's just content, content. We got to, you know, get to the next Raw. We got to get to the next pay per view. We got to get to the next, you know, big four pay per view. And it's the it's just the rotation of the same main guys in the same spot. It, it's it's almost like you're just throwing everybody in a blender and letting it circulate. Well, it is. It's you know, it's the fifty fifty booking. Nobody nobody stands out. You know, look at the tag matches. Oh, okay, Riddle loses to a street profit. Oh, then they do this and then they do that and. You know, back in the day, you knew the Hart Foundation was better than the Killer Bees, but it 
there was two or three teams that were the mainstays, and then the rest were the ones that beat all the jobber teams, but when they stepped up, they lost. Now it's like they try to put 20 teams together and have 20 teams be equal, and you know, other than the Usos and the New Day. Yeah. So, but also on Raw, by the way, I having to sit through two different skits plus Sonya Deville. Man, was that painful? Yeah, that was painful. Oh, that that if if you didn't see the commitment ceremony Ugh. with the twenty four seven title situation and Dana Brooke and Reggie on one side, and we had Tazawa and Tamina on the other. Our Truth was officiating the ceremony, and as much as I get a kick out of R Truth, sometimes he was terrible in this segment. Yeah, I'm, I'm really bad. hoping this is the, the 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 winding down of that story now. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We had we had four different champions crowned in that little segment. It was a blast. But but I mean, do you guys think it's time to end that twenty four seven title? Absolutely. If they would take it somewhat seriously, but they they. Don't take it seriously when you can have an announcer step out from the chair and win the title, and it's Byron Saxton. Then they're not taking it seriously. So how can I take it seriously? Yeah, I mean it, it's designed to be a comedy title, obviously, but I don't know. I mean, Joe, what do you think of that twenty four seven title? Uh, it's been ridiculous since day one. So you know they were trying to like rehash the hardcore title, and that was the way that was. And it's like you know what. Hopefully, uh, you know, wrestling fans are a little smarter these days. Like, they don't buy into the the stupidness. You know, there's enough stupidity in the segments and stuff. Now we got to have stupid matches. You know, oh, you know, who cares if somebody pins somebody at uh, Corey Graves' wedding? You know what I mean? You know, but but that's the type of thing that they do. And it's like, do you put that on TV? And look at the ratings. You know, if the ratings went crazy because of the excitement behind it, then whether I think it's good or not is pointless. But the thing is, the ratings aren't any good. Nobody cares about it. So, it, you know, you want to cut people? Why don't you cut the, the the group in that? And you can save yourself millions of dollars. Like, love our truth, but you know, he's a hundred years old now. Who cares? He makes it. He makes it. I mean, it was the same sort of thing that happened. I think it was the the uh, commitment ceremony or, or wedding between Lashley and Lana at the time. Oh, when Liv Morgan came out and said that she was a lesbian, and it was like, it, it's just you know, it's just going to be something stupid's going to happen. Yeah, and, and worse off, it's like a PG version of it. Like there, at least back in the day, you know, there was something that would get the the young men excited about watching now it's just like you know a flat version of it and it's like they they did tease something in that segment i i I, they didn't do anything but if if you didn't see it they you know they had reggie and dana on one side and then they had tamina and tozawa on the other and then they started flipping partners so tozawa went over with with dana and and then Tamina switched them again, and then it was Tamina and Dana, and they were holding hands for a second, and oh, and then goodness. and then switched it back. Sounds like Crowd. you know the playground in fifth grade. Yeah, pretty much, and they bring it got it back the out. HLA. So yeah, so then everything. So after the ceremony was over, each one of them got a reign with the title as they all pinned each other, and then Dana Brooke got on our shoulders and ran away. We we did have a, a heel turn on Monday Night Raw though. 
We did. We did. And let's talk about that uh, when we come back from the break. And, of course, we'll talk about uh, what was going on in AEW. And we also want to have a little discussion about Randall Keith Orton. The 20th anniversary of Randy Orton being on WWE television is coming up tomorrow. So we'll discuss the career of Randy Orton and maybe reminisce a little bit about that. So stick around, everybody. We are going to be right back on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN. 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. Stick around, everyone, and we will be right back. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Now, let's return to the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show. Pro wrestling at its finest here on KDWN. 1015 FM, 720 AM, two stations, one great show. How about that? Did you guys like that tagline? Nice. Yeah. I, I thought it was okay. Anyway, um, just want to wrap up on Raw a little bit. Uh, I know, Fish, you were, uh, I assume, alluding to Rhea Ripley, the nightmare. I was indeed. Thank God she has gone bad. Broke up with Liv Morgan in this uh, little and tag team shenanigans. If you and- saw in the interview that she did right afterwards in the background behind her. I don't know if this was purposely done or not. There was the dark blue light. I'm telling you, she's joining edge. That would be great. I'm, I'm liking edge and Damian priest as these evil, creepy dudes. I'm, I'm kind of getting a kick out of it. And I think Damian priest is in the right place. I remember him as punishment Martinez when he was in ring of honor and, at, you know, just being a tough guy and evil and cruel and, I, I think that's a much better character for him than what he was doing. So I'm, I'm liking where that's going. Uh, Joe, what do you think of the uh, the Edge gang, and should Rhea Ripley be a part of that? Well, it's definitely a good way to give some, some rub to people. And, you know, Edge is a great talker. He's a great character. And, you know, he's a Hall of Famer who, you know, still looks the part. And it definitely can't hurt. You know, getting those guys together, to be honest with you, Damian Priest, even as punishment Martinez in the past, never really did anything for me. Like, I didn't understand, you know, the hype. You know, I was, like, pretty shocked how over they put him in NXT and came to the main roster, and he, he quickly, you know, won a secondary title, which, again, doesn't really mean a lot in WWE, but, you know, he is obviously liked there. And to get put in, you know, as a as a guy with edge to be not even like his lackey, but more of his, you know, you know, together, it's definitely great for his, his potential to, you know, 
Yeah, so we'll see where all that goes. Um, I also will say I enjoyed Sonia Deville being mad about Bianca Belair getting fined $1 for attacking her. That was pretty good. I don't enjoy anything about Sonia Deville right now. I'm sorry. It's the second time they've done this whole thing. They did it with, with you know, she was, when she overstepped her bounds when she was fighting Naomi. And now they're doing it again. And it's just like, enough with this. Don't don't replay the same storyline. Oh, I hear you. I, you know, I, I think that it's it's been kind of tough for her because of you know, everything that happened with her personally, too, that she's been off, you know, had been out of the ring for a while, that everybody's forgotten that she's a pretty good wrestler. You know, good MME background. She's, you know, she's solid, so... And we'll see if she puts on a good match with uh, Bianca when they get the chance here. Um, and I think that was, yeah, I think that was about it. But see, I can't see any way that Bianca's not going over there, though. Oh, no, absolutely not. You know, but it's, but I, I think that might be a good chance to maybe reestablish Sonya a little bit. So we'll see. Maybe, you know, maybe she'll put on a good match and everybody will be like, hey, we need more Sonya Deville. No one's ever said we need more Sonya Deville. Or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, SmackDown. By the way, I got to give Drew Gulak credit. I I did get to see the segment they did with Charlotte last week where Charlotte twisted him like a pretzel and beat him up. And now the same thing happened to him with Ronda Rousey. The fact while, that he allowed them to put him in an armbar while she's signing the contract. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, I, f- I feel bad for Drew. I mean, you know, the in-ring career is not where I'm sure he wants it to be. No, but he's but, still bringing up the PowerPoint. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, good for Drew. I, I actually thought that segment with Charlotte last week where she attacked him was was pretty solid. So, But uh, are you guys getting anything or, for Charlotte and Ronda at the WrestleMania Backlash show? Or are you excited about that? I'm more excited to see Sami Zayn and Drew McIntyre in a steel cage next Friday night. Okay, fair enough. Joe, Joe, are, do you, are you liking the where this thing's going with Flair and Rousey? It's fine. I don't really care. Okay. You know, it's it's the same thing. It's like we said right before WrestleMania. Everything just leads to another match after WrestleMania. It's like I thought WrestleMania is the granddaddy of them all. It's it's where everything ends, and it's like you know five matches from WrestleMania are now on the yeah, other. It's the war to settle the score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you I know. would agree with, and it is that that should be the. It's supposed to be the the end point. You know, and you know. things happen. You know, obviously to launch into the next. I mean, it's it's like a football season when you think about it. When you hit WrestleMania, uh, that's your Super Bowl, and then you start the next season up. And you know. you know, a lot of times with some of these matches lately, they've just continued the feuds. So it's kind of and, and it's yeah, and it goes from TV. It's like we, most of the matches are TV feud matches to begin with. You know, I much rather enjoyed Tuesday in Texas myself. <laughs> there you go. And uh, of course, we've got the Usos coming up with our, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Riddle and uh, Randy RK Orton coming. RK Bro, excuse me. I, That's about the only cool thing that I see. It's fresh. It's not been done. You know, and, that's. That's the problem. Everything has been done over and over and over, and we're supposed to like now care because it's trying to be presented differently. And this is not. the best best time I've seen Randy Orton have in twenty years. Yeah, he looks happy, which is a pretty right. pretty so you, rare. So you know, for they're him. gonna you're gonna be, just like they did the last time. Like we, we we were questioning, like, hey, you know, this RK Bro thing is getting over pretty good, and it looked like they were ready to feud them, and. You know, I don't know anything, but maybe I'm thinking Randy Orton's like, you know, we have something here. 
idiots. How about we don't break it up and <laughs> let it keep going? Because he can do that, and they will change what they were going to do because he's Randy Orton. Yeah. I, I mean, and obviously everybody's really digging that tag team. So, you know, it, I think it's a little bit of a risk doing a unification match when you already did one. And, you know, where, how are you going to break the titles up again? Or are you going to actually unify them as one? Because they haven't done it with I, I the. Think our, I think RK Bro has to go over. I think I was just going to say, because of the way the, 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 they're telling the story this way, I think RK Bro has to go over as well. I would think so. But I don't know. I just got a bad feeling that the Bloodline's going to end up with all the titles. I really do. But, but then maybe Rand, if I think they will eventually, but I think, you know, Rain, that's how Reigns gets involved, and I think that's how it sets up uh, Reigns and, and Randy Orton. Yeah, that would be great. I, I'd you be know, okay with me, that. You know, Randy Orton has been multi, multi, multi-time champion. He's hot as a firecracker right now, and it's, it's kind of hard with, with, with everything he's done to get him this over that, you know, that could be his last big Hurrah, as a heavyweight champion. Yeah, because unfortunately I can also see uh, WWE t- taking all the great work they've done and screwing it up and, and turning Randy Orton heel again. It, it, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it, it is a possibility. But, you know, of course, tomorrow is the 20th, and I can't believe this, it is the 20th anniversary of Randy's first WWE appearance on tele- or a match on television. That's unbelievable. 20 years. Can you believe he's been around that long? It it doesn't seem like it, but of course, fourteen time world champion. And if I say, look at some of the groups he's been affiliated with, whether it's been Evolution or Legacy, or now with RK Bro, he's with the Wyatt family for a while. Yeah. Won tag titles while he was in that group. Uh, and, you know, and and people forget about um, uh, the the Edge arc, uh, Randy Orton team. Randy well. RKO. Yeah, I mean that was. Why am I blanking on Randy's tag teams? And they're not that hard. They've got all RKO in it. Uh, which was a great tag team. I mean, he and Edge worked unbelievably well together. Yeah, but that was that was the storyline when Edge first came back was those matches he they they had with Randy. Uh, you know, so when you look at Randy Orton's career, and you know, people talk about the Mount Rushmore thing. Who's on your Mount Rushmore? And you know, Randy never seems to come up in that conversation at all. Does he deserve to at least be near that conversation with the career that he's had? Absolutely. Uh, I think that I think an argument could be made that I don't I don't necessarily think he belongs on Mount Rushmore, but I think you could argue that he does. In the last twenty years, I I think I could see that. I don't know about all time, but I, I think his behavior and the rumors and the things that he has done is probably what's held him back. You know, the the crapping in the bag and the way he treated people. I I think that has a lot to do with it. Because, you know, talent-wise, you know, he's as good as anybody. Yeah, of course, he had drug issues. And, you know, he, he's been known to be a little prickly and uh, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have the best reputation. Of course, when before he wrestled, he got discharged from the Marines. You, uh, know, you got to so. go, you got to go. And sometimes yeah. it was somebody's back. So. Yeah. I, I think he's taken on the role of, of elder statesman and mentor now a lot more seriously and probably doing a much better job of it. People are young, you know. He started young. He was the, you know, the youngest heavyweight champion. His dad was a wrestler, so he was in the business. He kind of, he kind of got things because of the fact, you know, he was one of the early guys that the dad, you know, was a longtime WWF guy. You know, now it's like everybody's second and third generation, so it's not as big a deal. Yeah, and you know, you look at 
what Randy does in the ring. And, and, and I don't know, because a lot of the things he does are very subtle. Uh, it's not like he's a flashy guy, per se, but a lot of things he does. I mean, you know, we're going to be talking about RKO's out of nowhere forever in professional wrestling. You know, it's it's one of the great finishers, and some of the things he's done in the ring are phenomenal. But, I, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a lot of the things he does are so just small things that are very good that make that accumulate and make him as good as he is. It's like that guys like Jericho, you know, it's that, it's that stuff that put him in a different plane. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, and of course, uh, so, well, I guess we'll, we'll stop on WDB there cause we want to make sure we get to mention some AEW stuff. Going really quickly. On there was a Saturday night's main event last night. Nothing too exciting. Uh, Ricochet beat Jinder Mahal. Your boy Gunther beat Mansoor. Uh, Usos beat the Viking Raiders. Kofi uh, took down Sheamus. Charlotte Flair beat Alia, but Alia. So the house, uh, house show you're talking now? It was called, but yeah, but they call it Saturday Night's Main Event. Uh, did you see uh, L.A. Night's newest uh, acquisitions, Mansoor? Wow, congratulations to L.A. Night. Well, it was yeah, him, and then they also it. had uh, uh, Mace, who's now Face. Yeah, so what? these guys are going to be tearing it up on Main Event. Oh. You didn't see this? No, I did not see this. The L.A. Night is now going to be, is now uh, uh, like a manager hosting a stable. And his first client was Mace, and he said, "We're changing his name. He's no longer Mace. He's now Face." And he has him all dressed up to the nines like a model. Well, golly gee whiz, that's original. Where'd they come up with that idea? Rick the model Martel. <sighs> okay, Austin Idol. <laughs> we'll just keep going back and back. I and oh, before we get into AEW, do want to mention Impact had a little pay per view last night. And we have a new Impact World Champion, Josh Alexander, knocking off Moose. So, Josh Alexander, congratulations to him. As yeah, he, he, he was the Drew McIntyre of Impact, the chosen one for some reason. Like, I thought Moose was doing a tremendous job, but the powers that be were really behind Josh Alexander, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so Josh Alexander, the new Impact World Champion. And the other title change, Taya Valkyrie. Defeats Deanna Perrazzo for the AAA, we'll just say Women's Championship to keep it simple. So Ty- and Ace Austin won the X Division title. Oh, that's that's right. There was another one. Excuse me. So, so uh, I was reading the reviews and it was like, man, this match was awful. That match, they 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 buried the Jonah match with Ishii. Yeah, it, a couple other matches. They 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 brutalized about three matches on that show. Yeah, it's. Well, it's why not a lot of people are talking about impact, but thought it, thought it deserved a mention. Um, AEW kind of a shaky week for AEW this week. wasn't uh, wasn't too. I mean, it was okay. I mean, normally you see them put on a lot of fantastic matches, but this week was kind of know it was it was kind of bleh. the The dynamite main event uh, they had a coffin match with Darby Allen and Andrade that just wasn't quite there. See, it's funny because what it was, the, but... the na- in name value, when you say Darby Allen and Andrade, it sounds like it would be a hell of a match. Yeah, I, I just don't know what, why those two didn't work well together on that. And you now there are a couple of cool spots, but it just didn't click to me anyway. I, I don't know, but that was, uh, it was, it was uh, like I said, just not, not quite there. Uh, we do have some interesting things going on with our friend Hook. Apparently, Ugh. apparently, we may be getting a Hook Danhausen match. 
That's right, everybody. Since Danhausen can't curse hook, apparently they're going to fight. So we may see Danhausen making his in-ring debut after recovering from that leg injury against our buddy what? Hook. Danhausen was over as over can be for a guy who wasn't even signed to Ring of Honor when he showed up. Like that was like a big deal, Danhausen. It, it, it's weird, you know, wrestling these days, man. What clicks and what doesn't click? Yeah, I'm just not sure when you if you bring in a guy like Danhausen who's so over. And then you're going to put him against a guy that you know he's not beating Hook. There's no way. So you're going to debut him, and he's going to get buried, and you know, and 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 they still haven't explained to everybody for that hasn't followed Danhausen what the character is, and and why people should be excited about him. I mean, anybody that's watched the Indies knows about Danhausen, but but otherwise he's just kind of this guy with a, some face paint running around pointing at people. No, they they just have not delved into it enough. So, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes had a pretty solid match to open up Dynamite. We'll say that. And hey, uh, what? Dustin Rhodes is a freak, man. That guy can still go with the best of them. Yes, he can. And uh, they, what, he's like ninety now. He's fifty one, fifty two years younger than our uh, truth. <laughs> they're they're about the same age, I think. I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look that up. Uh, but yeah, Dustin Rhodes a. And puts on another good performance. You know, last time they, you know, when he had the match with his brother Cody a couple years ago, I mean, that one was a banger. Yeah, it was. You know, and and Dustin can still go. And I'm almost wondering if when his contract comes up, if if WWE shouldn't try to get him to come in to be a part of this thing with Cody. I, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the Rhodes family thing. Getting Dustin in there, I think, would be a big help. Well, you know, if you're talking about contracts coming out, I thought well, the most interesting rumor I saw this week is that WWE is hot after bringing FTR back in the fold. I saw that, too. Because their and contract is up, apparently, this summer. Would you, If you were FTR, would you leave AEW? Guys? For three times the money, they will. They don't care. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It depends if it's about the money or about something else. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it seems like they're enjoying the freedom of doing what they want to do. Um, you know, they're having great matches, but yeah, I mean, money's going to talk on that. And s- Plus it drives up what they're going to get. I'm going to say that they probably want to stay in AEW, but if they can get three times the money from Tony Khan and, and play the WWE for more money, then, you know, that's, that's what I guess you got to do in the business. You know, Dusty, you know, Cody Rhodes is, is making a ton of money now and, you know, that would have never happened before in WWE. It's also a little funny that that story came out right after it was announced that Bret Hart will be their manager for a match. Yeah, he's doing something in the indies with them. Uh, well, and they, they said he was going to do it in AEW, but then supposedly they're saying Bret Hart signed a Legends contract, and the only place he can't do anything is AEW. So. Yeah, go figure, huh? But, you know, if I'm FTR, boy, I'll tell you, i got to think of the back-shaving thing with the Usos. Yeah. And, and all that stuff, and I'm like, do you really want to go through that again? Well, that's what stops, I think, Moxley is that that whole, you know, gas mask thing oh. that he had to do, and then taking the shots in the doctor's office, and... Yeah, I just, I don't... It, it, it's, you know, obviously, if someone's going to write you a check, you know, but do you, do you value that money, or do you value doing your craft the way you want to do it. Well, as I was going to say, you know? if, the, if they end up taking the money and going back to WWE, does that knock them down in your eyes because then they are not about the wrestling. They are just like everybody else, all about the money. 
Well, it, it, it's I tough. I don't think so myself, but I think that AEW has done a great job of building up the importance of the tag division, even though I don't think they really go through with it. Like when I say, you know, with Santana and Ortiz, they're, they're, and Pentagon and Phoenix, those guys are two of the best tag teams in the world who seem to have fallen by the wayside. But they do build up the importance of a Young Bucks match versus FTR, and they do build that up while tag team matches are generally throwaways in WWE. Right, and... That's that's the thing. I just think that if you're a team like FTR, who is you know a very serious mat based wrestling, when they're in the ring, and not that they can't do any style, they've proven that they can wrestle with anybody. But this boy, are lips. you willing to give that up to go in back into sports entertainment again? And yeah. I saw the story. I thought it was very interesting, especially considering how adamant they were about leaving because they were offered money to the time to stay, and they took less they money to go miserable. to They were miserable. They were miserable there. But, you know, Cody Rhodes, you know, breaking the throne, doing everything, the, 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 the upheaval and the starting of the new thing because of being disrespected and the Dusty Rhodes thing with them. And guess what? He's back. Well, I think I think part of that with Cody is I think he has other aspirations too, and you look at you know what's happened with say John Cena, The Rock, that the opportunities to build your yourself outside of wrestling are much better if you are in WWE than being in AEW. I would agree, and, and I think that that Cody has his sights set elsewhere. I mean, obviously, he did the Go Big show and I mean, even the reality the show and so on. So I think uh, he's a guy yeah. that, that has his eyes elsewhere and is trying to build something up uh, other than any, wrestling. I don't know any leading men that have lisps, just saying. Ooh. <laughs> the, the other story just came out, and it came out yesterday, actually. Tyson Fury, uh, after his fight yesterday with Dylan White, saying, don't rule me out fighting at, at, with WWE. You might see me at SummerSlam. I got to speak to Vince and the boys. Maybe make this happen. I know Drew McIntyre has been saying a lot of things about me. I'd love to knock him out. That would be interesting. I think yeah, people would get a yeah. kick out of that. Apparently, you know, SummerSlam's in Cardiff this year, so it's in the U.K. You know, he's a cooler Conor McGregor, you know what I mean? It's like people like Tyson Fury. You know, so many people have turned on McGregor, but people, people will pay for Conor McGregor, and I think Tyson Fury is pretty much the only boxer who's, who's built a brand that people actually care about what he's doing. Yeah, I, so, you know, I think it would be a pretty interesting uh, little match to throw together. Yeah, that was Fury last night after, after beating Dylan White. Yeah, so it you know, obviously looks like Drew McIntyre is going to be the next. But, well, I think Reigns is going to probably be facing Shinsuke at Shinsuke Nakamura at Backlash. That's kind of the rumor going around. But it that would looks be like McIntyre Mc... be his next big opponent. Yeah, McIntyre is going to be the next guy in line, apparently. So, well, you know, they could co- they clear were, the table. They supposedly been advertising that for uh, some house shows down the line. But card subject to change. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. By the way, SummerSlam is at, at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. And then, I don't, then I don't know what he's talking about there. I guess there's a match in Cardiff somewhere. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, they've got a well, they've got a UK tour. Um, they're actually going on here pretty shortly, so um, they're actually taped SmackDown because they're going to the UK here in a, 
a couple of weeks. So, all right. Well, and, you know, and I think McIntyre is the one guy on the SmackDown roster anyway that I could see legitimately ending Roman Reigns' streak. Yeah, McIntyre's one. You know, and and they've got themselves in an interesting spot now with Roman Reigns. Is yeah, you know, you're sending apparently going to be sending Cody Rhodes after him, and you know, looking to win the WWE Championship. But obviously, the Rock setup thing has been going on for a while. You know, how do you reconcile this without hurting the Roman Reigns character? That's going to be a trick at this point because now you don't have to get one belt off him; you got to get two. Right. So well, he's, got, he's got to lose once to get both belts off him. It isn't like one belt's going to be defended, but the other's not. And then he's got to go defend the other belt to then lose that one. Are you sure about that? Because, I, I mean, it doesn't seem like the titles have been unified per se. You know what I mean? It's not It's not one belt now. He's still carrying two belts. It's one guy holding them, but they're not necessarily unified. I get what you're saying. Right. So, I, I mean, they haven't really clarified that. So I don't know where they're... Eh, that would seem weird to me that it's like, oh, on this show today, he's going to defend the universal title. But join us next week, he's going to defend the other title. Well, I agree it would be uh, weird. I, but... I don't That seems extremely, you know. First off, he doesn't defend the title that often to begin with. Now you're going to have him have to defend two different titles? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Oh, well, I know, but welcome to WWE, right? Well, but you could have him lose a WWE title, though, and it wouldn't ruin his universal title reign, which is now the longest in history. Yeah, well, we'll see where all that goes. Uh, but speaking of seeing where things are going to go, we have to say goodbye. It's been fun. Vaya con Dios. <laughs> Hasta luego. Bon voyage, Ariba Derchi. But thank you for listening to The Mark Oak Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Thanks to Andrew fish Fane, the big man who's in the booth over there. Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. Make sure you go to fswvegas.com. Check them out. And we would certainly appreciate it if you could follow us on Facebook, The Mark Oak Show. Twitter, at Mark Oak Show. And of course, markoakshow.com, the website. And download those podcasts if you want to listen to some of the old shows. MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. Thanks for being with us here on the Mark Hoke Show. We will see you next week. Have a great Sunday, Las Vegas.